It's your girl Elle, corporate in-house designer, and I just want to do my job. Hey y'all, it's Kay, your favorite public health nerd, being black as hell at work. Hey y'all, you beautiful, brilliantly bold black women. It's your girl V, here doing my own unlearning while educating folks in the process. I'm behind the scenes on a little hiatus. And we're we're clocking clocking in to talk all things being black at work. We've done it. We're finally here. How long has it been? We are here, (laughs) y'all. This podcast is two years in the freaking making. We are here. Yo, yo. (laughs) Two two long years. Perfect timing, though. Perfect timing. We are extremely excited to develop a platform for Black women to talk about what it feels like, the BS we go through, the tokenism, the not being paid enough, the racism, the microaggressions, the touching our damn hair all those without being given permission on the Clocking In podcast. Because we all got to clock in. Bills need to be paid. Bills always coming through on time. On time. They don't care nothing about, they don't care nothing about, you know, where we are being shot down in the streets and we just need a day off. That rent Bills is still come. Good. Yeah. The rent First is still there. <sighs> so we're here. So Elle, what, what do you tell the people what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about our experiences. I mean, I think when we were both like talking about this, like idea of first getting into this, you know, was just talking shop because we're cool as hell. We're best friends. Like, you know, like we're sharing our stories, like, girl, let me call you and tell you what happened today. Or I need Mm -hmm. advice about this or, you know, having that talk shop, but just sharing it with the masses. Cause even though we have very different jobs, we come up against some of the same like oppositions and struggles just in the workplace, even though we are polar opposites in terms of of our careers. But I think it's important for um, the Black experience to not be monolithic as um, that's becoming the buzz phrase, catchphrase for everybody in the workplace now. But it's important to see that Black women can do a lot of different things and we can do them well, and we can do them in excellence, and that, um, you know, we're not going to fit, we're trying to break those stereotypes, and like, how how do we help our fellow Black women get through the day, and, you know, just share lessons learned that we, you know, hopefully they can avoid, and like, we can just uplift each other and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, man... I think in 2018, when we first started chatting about this, it was an it was a damn good idea, but it was probably premature. Oh, and yeah. We hadn't gone through shit yet. <laughs> yeah, we hadn't gone through nothing yet. We hadn't really. We hadn't really got the skin in the game to even be able to come to a place mm-hmm. of. You know, we're fed up. We've always been dealing with microaggressions in the workplace since we started working, you know, 
I, at least I know I have working at Super Target, my very first job when I was 16 years old. But I don't think we really understood the enormity of it and and how it would be affecting our long-term careers Mm -hmm. until now, until we've had this cultural, as American culture and societal awakening about the oppression and experiences of Black people that we've had to confront. Yeah, we've had to confront these things in the workplace in ways that we have never had to before and generations before us have never had to. And so although it was life that kind of put the podcast on the back seat, I'm glad it did because now we have so much more to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. We have so much more to talk about. We have so many listening ears we have so many b- black women yearning for a place to really be able to vent, you know, and be able to say probably the things that you're thinking about but can't say right in the workplace because it's uncomfortable conversations, you know. Yeah, everybody's um, uncomfortable. So everybody just get used to being uncomfortable at this Exactly. Point. We have to lean into our discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the beauty of what we're starting here. And I'm I'm prayerful that we can be vessels for God's kingdom and that we can um, all black women of all walks of life with all types of experience, because we are not monolithic, all black women in every industry with every job can be able to glean advice from us Um listen to our stories and and take little nuggets and apply to their careers. Um, hopefully we'll get to one day where we're we're hearing the stories of other people and being able to give them little nuggets of advice of what how we would behave in certain right. situations. Um, but today, today black women just need more community. You know, I think so true. With the, yeah, with the news of of Breonna Taylor not being able to receive justice and in her murder, flat out, yeah, flat out, like we need community everywhere, right? We we have to infiltrate. And set up community everywhere. And the workplace is, is probably one of the best places to do that. I could not have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I think even more so now, like after getting that news, like it just emphasizes how much more important this is, like to not feel, um, you know, alone or like you don't have that community to lean on or support system. Um Earlier today, I watched the um, New York Times like special that they are. They did an episode about it, and just the the it's much more to the story than just the headline and the surface of it. And I think you know just in much how much they showed about her profile as like she was a driven woman. She wanted to become a nurse, and just you know she had all these goals and aspirations and. Had plans for herself, you know, long term, and it was just cut down so brutally and 
just without any care, without any sincerity. No like, you know, especially when I think about how, um, you know, we as black women and, and just black people in the workplace in general, how we're so scrutinized and so put under like a microcosm or microscope to like, do your job correctly, do everything that you're supposed to do. And like, and you have these officers who barely even understood what the warrant was and how to um, execute it. Like if those things, if we make the slightest mistake in our job, we're gone, you know? So it's like, how can, how can, how do we still function and, and do all the things we're supposed to do exceed expectations and, um, you know, blow people away with whatever we're, you know, our, our daily um, aspects of our job and how we deliver on results and stuff. But then I got to go home and think about, you know, the fact that one officer, not even all of them are getting off and not going to have any charges pressed against them. So it's like, how do I continue to do my job? It ain't even like life-saving things I'm doing. <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making things just for people to consume. So it's just like, I, I, I struggle with that. And I think those are some of the things, oh, woo, woo, woo. those are things <laughs> we really want to tackle, you know, and we also want to keep things, you know, lighthearted. There's a lot of joy that I find in my job and I know you do too. And yeah. There's a lot of things that, you know, are good experiences and we want to celebrate those wins, but we also want to give people tools and resources of how to like navigate through things happening outside of work and then the political side of work. And, you know, it is, it's it's a tough thing. It's a tough, tough job to have as black women. It is a tough job for black women to be working on a job, <laughs> we work. on an MF and job. On an MF. Um, and it really brings me back to what me and Marshall talk about all the time mm-hmm. is really reflecting on James Baldwin and his brilliance in saying to be relatively conscious, not even fully conscious. Right. Not d- like like a smidgen of consciousness and be black in America is to be fucking pissed. Like yeah. all the time all the you're all mad all the time because you think about, right. you think about stuff that doesn't even pertain to the things that you can overtly see. You know what I mean? You think about like the way that um, we tell our children, you got to be home when the streetlights come on. Mm-hmm. You think about the way we go to work and w- like me asking my husband, do you think these twists will work on camera? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that shit, that's slavery. That's racism. Mm-hmm. That is an embedded system. And to know why it's like that and to know why you have to even ask the question and why you have that sort of apprehension is to be mad all the time. And so my question, exactly. And my question to myself is, do you really want to be woke? Is is it? Challenge to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, this, this comes with 
a, a level of anger, you know? And so I think our purpose here with clocking in is to let that, let that anger fuel us to empower our, our women, um, mm-hmm. our black women in community with one another. And like you said, provide tools and resources. Um, so real quick, I just want to tell the people really how this is going to work. So every couple of weeks, we will drop some clue bombs on y'all and um, some drop gems. some not some gems and, and drop some knowledge. We will start every podcast just really shooting the shit, really, and recapping our weeks. We'll have a theme hopefully that people can latch on to and relate to. Um, We will be talking about black businesses and naming black businesses in our all black everything segments. Um, We'll have a segment dedicated to diversity, equity, and inclusion and how that's playing out in our own workplaces and how we can do better positive examples we've seen of how, you know, DEI has been integrated into the workplace and has actually functioned the way that it's supposed to. Um, We'll give you some gems for things that may not be suitable for work, but are getting you through the workday, like your trap music, where you, you listening to Jeezy, but you working at the same time and people would never know what's in your headphones. Um, and then we'll give you some advice for the week. And, and again, hopefully we can be vessels, you know? I think you summed it up well. That That's the plan. That's the game plan. Yay. I'm so happy for this. I'm so excited. I am overjoyed, overloved, overused, Stevie Wonder, everything. <laughs> um, we're going to try to keep it clean. But you may hear a, co- a colorful word. We colorful. I mean, colorful word every now and then. It's the thing you wanted to say in your, that you couldn't say yep. in the, in the meeting. You know, some of those yep. things will will slip out here and there. You know, that's not what I said. Y'all know it was my inner yeah. thought. My inner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I cussed them all out on the inside. But exactly. then I put my professional hat on. <laughs> yep. I love it. Well, we're going to see y'all in two weeks. On the internet. Be safe. On the internet. Be safe. Be black. And love, love on every black woman you come in contact with today. Because we love you. We're rooting for you. And yeah. Bye, y'all. Bye. Justice for Brianna Taylor. Hey. <laughs>